whenever Zion Williamson makes his return for the New Orleans Pelicans, he should be coming off the bench. I'll explain why and when the Pels should move him back into the starting lineup in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday game day for your New Orleans Pelicans, start of a back-to-back This is going to be a fun one. This is just going to be a fun end to the season. I'm excited. I hope you're excited as well. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team like nobody else is doing completely free. You don't need to subscribe, anything like that. All I ask, support the channel by subscribing and commenting down below on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with the Game Time app. So Zion Williamson is going to make his return at some point. We don't know when yet. It doesn't seem like it's going to be this game against the Sacramento Kings. I I don't think it's going to be Wednesday against the Memphis Grizzlies, but it could be. He didn't go through practice the other day, but he's working towards his return, and we did a show on that last week. So he will be making his return at some point. And with a couple of games left to go, it could be during the regular season. So if he makes his return during the regular season, Zion Williamson should be coming off the bench. The reason for this is pretty simple. The starters, the starting lineup for the Pelicans is doing work right now, to be perfectly honest. The lineup of Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Jonas Valanciunas is playing really well. In their past 10 games, by the way, that lineup has logged the fourth most minutes in the NBA as a lineup. So there's some consistency there. They have an offensive rating of 121.1, which is excellent, and a defensive rating of 112.4. That gives them a net rating of 8.7. If you're new to the show and you're not as familiar with some of these advanced metrics, that takes pace of play into account. It's better than using points scored or points allowed per game because some teams play fast. They take shots early on in the shot clock. Some take, uh, play slow. They use up that whole shot clock. You use up the whole shot clock, you get fewer possessions and thus fewer chances to score points. So a team that has fewer points scored per game than another team can actually have a better offense on a per possession basis. And that's essentially what offensive rating is measuring. They do it per 100. So they get it down to a per possession basis, then multiply it by 100. Same thing for defensive rating. How many points are you giving up on a per minute basis? Multiply it out by 100. Or per possession basis, and then multiply it out by 100. So a net rating is the difference between those two numbers. You want that to be positive, and 8.7 is very good. Uh, positive six is the number for a team to be considered, in my opinion, an NBA championship level worthy team. 
So the starting lineup is above that, which is what it should do. And this will get into what we want to talk about a little bit more here. Your starters usually carry your team. They're going to have a higher net rating than your bench. And when you kind of put them all together, you try and get something six or above is the number that I really look at. Well, if you bring Zion off the bench because the starters are working and you don't want to disrupt some of that chemistry right now, and why would you? Look at what Brandon Ingram is doing. The triple doubles, the 30-plus point games, eight rebounds, whatever it might be. You you just can't mess with that, really, in my opinion. Right now, this is about getting into the postseason, just getting into the playing tournament, then advancing out of the playing tournament. And the Pelicans, with four games left to go, four games left to go, Every game matters right now to potentially get in or not get in or have a home game in the playing tournament versus not having a home game in the playing tournament or having to, you know, only lose once versus having the ability to lose or to not lose once, whatever it is, and or getting the sixth seed and avoiding the playing tournament entirely. So if you've got something that's working well and it is for the Pelicans, don't mess with it. But going back to the net rating discussion, your starters are, are up here. Your bench is what normally drags that net rating down as a team. But if you put Zion coming off with the bench and you start winning those bench minutes, yeah, I'm pausing for dramatic effect there, but you get what I'm trying to say. That could work. That could really work. And when you look at it in terms of the rotation, when you have Zion just like beating up some second units and things like that. And when you start to think about it when it comes to the rotation, okay, maybe you sub BI or CJ out early, put Zion then in. And here's the thing with it. He's, he's going to be on a minutes restriction when he comes back. They're not going to let him play 36 minutes. I would be stunned if that was the case. So you've got to use his minutes wisely. If you're winning the minutes with the starters, put him in a time when you might need a boost. If he's going to play, I, I don't even know what the minutes restriction. Let's call it 20 minutes per game. Let's call it 24 minutes per game. Something like that to start with. So like six minutes per quarter. Something like that, right? If you... Play him with the starters. You can't have him have like an 18-minute break before you have him close out the second, the end of the second, right? You can't play him for the first six minutes. It'd be a 12-minute rest, I guess, of game time. That's a lot because that's longer in real time before you get him back out there to finish, to close out the final six minutes of the first half because that's what you would do. And you would think that that would repeat itself a little bit in the second half. You start him to start the second half. Okay, now he's got to sit for a really long time and then we'll eventually get him back into the game and maybe he's cold, maybe he's out of rhythm. But if you pop him in, say at the end of the first, beginning of the second quarter, two minutes into the second quarter, he subs out, gets a little bit of a rest, then you get him back out there playing to close out the second half. Same thing. Put him in at the end of the third, begin take him out around the beginning of the fourth, then put him back in to close the game out. And you want him closing. That's definitely where you do want him, but the starters are doing enough. So this gives you a more cohesive rotation, I think. It's, it's a big change for the team, but if he's not going to play a full allotment of minutes, you need to try and strategically use those minutes. And if the starters are doing well, Let's not mess with some of that chemistry that they've built and let's try and use Zion in a better way. It'd be weird because he's never come off the bench in the NBA so far in, you know, the limited games that he's played. But I definitely think that this is the right thing to do. But there would be a time, there would be a time when you want to give him his full allotment of minutes. So if they do bring him off the bench to start whenever that is, when do you get him back into the starting lineup? And I'll explain that 
and when is the right time to do that. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. You ever wanted to go to a game and you just can't find tickets at a good price and it just makes it so stressful? You're trying to get a last minute deal or something like that. Try and get in there because it's a big, I don't know, Pelicans playoff game. You want to be in there, but you're competing with other buyers. The prices are high. It's just it's just a bad experience. And with the Pelicans postseason coming up in some capacity, well, this is where the Game Time app comes in. And the best part is they have flash deals and last minute tickets. And you can also find tickets and buy tickets to every kind of event, concerts. And I love that they have pictures of the seat views for you. So Game Time is the last minute as the best place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And they get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So if you want to go to one of these Pelicans playoff games, you want to do it last minute, try and figure out if it'll work uh, you know, for, with work or you can get away from the family, game time is the way to do it. So download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you for making locked on Pelicans your first listen today. And every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. We've been doing it for years. Been doing this for over a decade, not the podcast, but covering the team. So if you've been with me, whether it was following my writing in the beginning, when I first started on Twitter in the beginning and followed me through the podcast, or if you just started following recently and listening to the show recently, like, thank you. I seriously mean that. This is a lot of fun. I love talking about this team. I love watching this team and covering it for y'all. And I love the interactions with y'all too. Say hi if you see me at the arena. Like, please, please do. And you, if you do want to support the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and comment down below on YouTube. So today we are talking about Zion Williamson and when he might make his return and what the Pelicans should do about it. We don't know if it'll fully be in the regular season. Let's see if we hear something after this game uh, tonight against the Sacramento Kings ahead of the game on Wednesday. But it sounds like when we get the next update on Zion, it's going to be like he's playing. The Pelicans practiced on Monday. He did not practice. They do want like him to go through practices before really playing him. That's kind of one of their requirements usually when it comes to it. But given the situation here, maybe it would be different and they'd let him go if he's just kind of doing his thing and is ready to play and is in the kind of condition that they want him in. I think that's a possibility. Might be an outside possibility, but it's a possibility. So when he comes back, as I just said, I think you have to bring him off the bench because the starters are killing it. They're doing a really good job. Don't mess with that. And instead... Use him a little more strategically, particularly because he won't have a full allotment of minutes to start. But there will be a time, and it's going to potentially come very soon, where you do want to put him with the starting lineup. And that situation is going to be when you're actually in the postseason and you're just starting a first-round playoff series against whatever team that it is. We've seen with the play-in tournament that things can get a little crazy. If you have one bad game, or even, I don't know, a couple bad three minutes of Tony Snell or something like that, 
if you're, if you're at Mid-City Yacht Club anywhere near me during that playing tournament game against the Clippers, you, you kind of get that joke. And you don't want to risk just something weird happening and all of a sudden you lose and now you're out and you're not in the postseason at all, or you got to win one more game and who knows what could happen there. That kind of one and done is terrifying. That's what makes the March Madness tournament so much fun. I don't want to deal with that stress. I don't want to deal with that stress at all. So get into the playing tournament doing what you're doing. This team is 7-1 and one in their last eight. They're playing really good basketball right now. Don't mess with that. Do what keeps working. Don't go away from that like we've seen this team do at times strategically out in the game when it comes to offense. Ride that and then get into the postseason and in your first round playoff series against whomever, heck yeah, you start Zion Williamson. Then it becomes a bigger question, and we'll save this for another show, if and when the Pelicans get to that point, of who's out of the starting lineup. Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Jonas Valanciunas feel like they're locks. That leaves Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, as one of the two guys you maybe demote for Zion Williamson. Trey and his shooting and the offense he brings has been critical for this team the past couple of weeks. And when you have Zion out there and want to make teams pay for double teaming him and need more shooting around him, Trey Murphy's the dude. But you also have seen the need for Herb Jones and his defense. Look what he did against Kawhi Leonard when they were on the road, held him to one of eight shooting. We've seen him lock people down. That's a very valuable tool for a team that does thrive off turnovers and grabbing defensive boards and trying to play in transition. But you still need to have Zion Williamson out there. He is that impactful of a player. And don't forget that when he was healthy and this team was relatively healthy, they were first in the West. Even when Brandon Ingram went down, for a long time they held the third seed in the Western Conference, a couple of weeks. And they only really lost that once Zion was out too and Brandon Ingram was out. And that's when they went, for the most part, on that 10-game losing streak, even though B.I. played in some of that. Zion is what's going to carry this team to a title or not. Though, as I said yesterday, I do think with the level that B.I. is playing at right now, he can win them a playoff series too. But if you can get both them out there on the court, it's only going to make their lives easier. And that's what you're going to need to do. Again, you've got to win those starters minutes. That's where you can win a game. Your bench can help you. Your bench can lose it for you, but it's also going to be very rare, particularly in the postseason, when the bench wins you the game. The starters are playing 30-something minutes per. Your bench isn't doing that, so you need to win the minutes that you know your guys are playing the majority of, and that's the real important thing here, and that's why you have to start Zion Williamson. But because of the finicky nature of the play-in tournament, the... In a seven-game playoff series, or even in a four-game playoff series, there's less randomness that can occur that completely tanks things. If you're playing poorly, you might not play poorly for four games. So if you have one stretch and it costs you a game, it's okay. We got three more, and we'll figure it out. That isn't the case in the play-in tournament. It's really about you just got to play your best basketball for one game, two games, depending on who you are. Pelicans had to win two last year to get in. And they caught a little bit of a break with Paul George not playing for the Los Angeles Clippers in that final play-in tournament game in Los Angeles. Don't risk it. Don't risk it at all. That's why I don't really want to mess with things. You can survive a, ga- a game one loss in a playoff series. You don't survive any loss, basically, in the play-in tournament. So I really do hope that New Orleans brings him off the bench to start, gets his feet 
under him and then moves him into the starting lineup once you're in a seven game playoff series or, you know, first round playoff series, four game potentially playoff series against your first round opponent when you can then practice a little bit, integrate him a little bit more and come up with the right game plan. Because as I've been saying, it's about getting into the postseason because I do think that'll make this Pelicans team this season successful. Let's elaborate more on expectations coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Life doesn't come with a playbook, and sometimes things just get hard, and you don't know what to do. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. I've used therapy plenty of times in the past just to really help me get through some tough periods of life. Maybe you're just overwhelmed. Maybe there's relationship issues. Whatever it is that you have going on, it's helpful to learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to be empowered to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists if you don't like the one you're matched with anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA to get started. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Talking about Zion today. Going to recap the game tomorrow. Going to recap the game after that on Thursday. Oh man, it's going to be a fun end to the year. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to support the channel, because we are completely free, you don't pay, just comment down below on YouTube, even if you want to say hi. Whatever it is, feel free to post it down there. That's totally cool by me. And for your second listen, Locked On Game to Game. Catch up on everything going on around the association. We all do a minute video after every game during the week, and we compile those into one show. So Locked On Game to Game gives you every moment, every result, the winners, the losers, the home, the away side, in a way that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So getting into the postseason in some capacity, I think would represent a big success for the Pelicans. This year was derailed by injuries. Straight up, derailed by injuries. No one's going to disagree with that, right? This was not how we thought this season was going to go, just scrapping to get into the play-in tournament. But losing Zion for as many games as has happened, he's only played 29 in this one. Brandon Ingram not even playing half the season either. Yeah, that's going to do it, and that's going to mess things up. And... Coming into the final couple of games, they're they're not in a bad spot. Brandon Ingram's played exactly 41 games. So he'll go over that. He'll play more than half the season, barely. But all things considered, I don't know, they're not in a bad spot, are they? This team has fought through some adversity. They've had their troubles, but most importantly, they figured a couple of things out and seem to have come out on the other side with that. The starters playing well over these past 10 games. Brandon Ingram looking like an absolute superstar and a guy that could win games uh, you know, in the postseason for New Orleans like he did before. Whereas it felt at one point that the trajectory they were on was not it anymore, and they were knocked off that right now. They're kind of spiraling somewhere else. They're not really going to land where we're thinking they're going to land. It feels a little bit like they're back on that. It does feel a little bit like they're back on that. 
it's shades of last season and you'd like to move past that. But given that they've been kind of punched in the face and knocked down, for them to be doing what they're doing right now, I do think is a pretty good thing, all things considered. And so getting into the playoffs, and not just a playing tournament, if they lose in the playing tournament, I'll be disappointed. But even if they get into the first round and then lose, I'm going to feel okay about how this year ended. I have long said that I think expectations need to change as things come up throughout the regular season. You know, your best players don't play. Like, we can't hold them to the same standard that we would if those guys were playing. And if those guys are playing bad, we can't necessarily chalk it up to like a young, inexperienced team because we set the expectations better. They should be better than that. There's things have to move, I think, and can be adjusted if need be. Or if we realize the roster construction isn't great and you're like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah, adjust your expectations. Look at the Dallas Mavericks right now. That team stinks and they look like they stink. And when you look at their roster after the acquisition of Kyrie Irving, yeah, they shouldn't be good, should they? So things need to change and adjust. So getting into the postseason to me, and I'm not here to tell you what to think or that you're wrong if you think differently, but I do think getting into the postseason, a first-round playoff series, would be a success for the Pelicans, given everything. Feels like you just kind of spun the wheels for a year, but I don't feel like they're more backwards than they were before, whereas it felt like that during the 10-game losing streak at times. Actually, there were it was I was cool with them during the 10-game losing streak for the most part. There were a couple other games somewhat soon after that, after the All-Star break, where I looked at that team and it was like, huh, what you doing here? And look, meaningful basketball games down the stretch, this is fun. We're not checked out this season. There's still a lot to play for, including not being in the play-in tournament. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans because we're going to be covering it here every single day. There will be bonus shows, of course, if they're in the postseason, after the playing tournament, whatever it might be. So we'll have some extra content coming for you, breaking them all down that night or the next day for y'all. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the game against the Kings tonight. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all tomorrow to recap the game.